Another episode of Nestorious Public Radio, and I am your host, aka Ne Ne Nestorious. Thank, 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 thank. And we're here live, motherfucking live, with my co-host, my nigga Simon. Simon motherfucking Kaufman, hypothetical, political, lyrical, miracle whip. I'm like butter, cause I'm legit, baby. Yeah, sizzling, melting shit, you know what I mean? Anyway, we also got, you know what, check it out. Last episode, uh, Jack Jack McGee, y'all know who Jack McGee is, motherfuckers, cause I posted the shit and you did go to IMDB and you did Google him. You went to, uh, and you and you know who he is. Well, you know what? Jack McGee loved the show so much, he said, fuck it, I'm coming back and doing another episode. What's they up? They made me come another back. Another episode. He's doing yeah. the fucking Catholic Nestoria. Bishop version. <laughs> yeah. We were able to land... We were able to land Jack McGee for two episodes because he lost a poker match. After today, he will be uh, fully paid off on his debts. I can't believe you guys got me to come back down here again. Jiggity Jack McGee, what? say what? It's free. You jam to the beat, toe viciously. Sickly boop, bat, dibby dap, don't stop the rack crack. Yo, Jack McGee, Nestorius and me, that makes three in Skid Row Studio. So now you know, if you want to go to the iTunes, download the shit real soon. Suddenly, could it be the number one MC, furiously, with the one, two, three, me, Simon, yo, and Jack yo, McGee. Yo, I feel I'm- like those three girls is keep on knocking <laughs> on that door and saying, get me out of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> yo, I'm white and Jude- Jewish. Yeah, you knew this. Circumcised, girl. Look at my eyes, girl. Sorry, that's the last thing I'm going to say. Yo, let me ask you a question. Are Jews, <laughs> are Jews the only people who get sem- circumcised? Because Catholics no. get circumcised too, no? If anyone can get circumcised. It just involves the scissors. The scissors? Right. It just need you need a scissors. Okay, all right. Well, I don't. You might need more. I don't know. Because there is this. But thing. But you know what's so ill about the Jewish people? The first time a Jewish kid gets drunk is eight days old. They give him wine on his uh, circumcision. Old school, like no anesthetic. You're not mm. doing like these new shit. They mm. got no old school. Give the fucking eight, the eight day old baby a little right? wine. Manischewitz. Yeah. yeah. Give him a little wine. Knock him out. Snip it, clip it, hit it, they spit it. And for that note, I'd like to give a mad shout out. Much love and respect to Rabbi Solomon Maimon, who performed my circumcision in 1978. A wonderful job. He did a marvelous, uh, marvelous job. Thank you, Rabbi Maimon. Big the fuck up to Rabbi Maimon. Big, big the fuck up for doing sterilized, sterilized circumcised circumcisions, man. Go ahead. Got a bunch of loose skin here. So, I mean, I don't know how we got into fucking foreskin and circumcision, but since we're on the topic, there is this thing out there where uh, women are tired of cut guys. They want the fucking uh, uncircumcised penile uh, uh, ejectiles. Right. What's up with that? Mazel tov. I mean, whatever you want. Go for it. Who cares? Yeah, sometimes it's just like... You have your options. Yeah, when I was a chick, (laughs) I used to give it to like like having some extra calamari at the end of that rod. Calamari, Ferrari, and bubble bath. You have option. (laughs) Paper or plastic. I mean, you know, life's about (laughs) choices. Yeah. Yeah, just, just pull that sleeve back and have at it. Do yeah. what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, 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 just look into it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Search it. You know what I'm saying? Get with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, figure you. it out. Look at it as an adventure. You know what I mean? Figure it out. Right. Okay. Don't let everybody. Don't let us here at Nestorius Public Radio have to tell you every fucking thing. Figure it out. Pull out your Mickey Dicky. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And keep it to yourself because we don't want to know. Right. right, right. We don't. We don't want to know. You don't have to get weird about it just because you don't have to worry about turning yourself down. Just have at it. Yeah, we don't want to know. Anyway, so so last episode, we were talking about... We went all over the place. Jesus Christ. I swear to God, I went home for that last week and a half, two weeks since <laughs> I've seen you guys. Holy man, shit. Man, alive. I need to go away for a while. Yo, this shit is crazy, man. So I want to go back to a couple of films because you have, you have done... You know, for an Irish kid... Uh, from the Bronx, who mm-hmm. was a firefighter. You've done a lot of shit, dude. I've been very, very fortunate. No, seriously? Yeah. I've seen you 
I've seen uh, probably about 40% of your films, okay? Right. And TV shows, right? right? But I didn't know you. So right. you know how you see these 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 actors that you've seen them, but you don't know who they are. They're that guy. Yeah. But I always thought, you know, oh, that's that fucking short, overweight Irish dude. I never knew that it, that it was Jack McGee. You know right. what Are I'm you going to give a rundown? Give these... Give or, or if you want, I can give him a rundown. A bunch of the things this man's done. Go ahead, we man. Go ahead. All right. We he started off in Turk one eighty two. You didn't see that shit. You fucking need to Google it. He was in Scrooged. Scrooged. Three. three Scrooged. Scrooged. We're getting Scrooged right now. You're gonna get Scrooged. Fucking three Scrooged. Scrooging. Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal, come on, come on. You can hardly see them. No, I, I, have, I have famous one-liners. She made me want to go out and buy them rubbers. But I do remember you in Lethal Weapon right. 2. Hold on, let that. me read them all. Born on the 4th of July. What'd you okay. play in that? I played a senator from New York. I just saw Ron Kovac yesterday. He was in the movie The Doors. Right. Penis the Doors. Cop. The Doors Penis in 1991. That was Oliver Stone, right? right. Yes, it was. Backdraft. Cool right. as ice with vanilla ice. Basic instincts with about Sharon Stone. Lethal Weapon 3. Oh, stop, 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 stop. Uh, do I have stop, to? Stop, yes. Yeah. Basic stop, instinct. Stop, stop, stop. Basic instinct? Yeah. Come on, talk about that. I was Come the on. cop. I was the cop that uh, gives Michael Douglas hosing the car off the sheriff up north that gives Michael Douglas the information about her being a lesbian. I'm gonna have to see the fucking movie all over. Yeah, yeah. that's that famous leg scene. No, that wasn't in that. That's the interrogation scene. Oh, okay. Everybody interrogation always scene. asked me. Right they there. asked me, well, did, you, did you actually see Sharon Stone's uh, uh, Bush? Sharon and I said, not, no, I haven't had okay. Sharon. I mean, she she's not. actually a very nice girl, but I'm I sure. never met her until about a year afterwards. That, that's some shindig. I'm sure she's a sweetheart. Yeah, I'm sure you see her. Okay, yeah. continue, continue. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Wah, wah, Crash wah, and wah. burn. Book of love. Mm. Who wrote the book of love? Baby, 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 I love you. Yes, I do. It says so in this book of love that ours is the one that's true. Oh, I wonder, 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 who wrote the book of love? Chapter one says you love her. You love her with all your heart. Chapter two, you tell her, uh, you never, 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 never gonna part it. Chapter no, three, remember no, 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 the meaning of romance. And chapter no, four, you break up, no, but no, you give a girl one more no, chance. No, All right, let's go. Big up, big up, big up, big up. For all your people out there writing the book of love in your life. You know what? I do, I do, I do love, I do love doo-wop. That's awesome music. It's the best. You know, when I was a kid, and we're going to continue with his credits, but when I was a kid, Please. there was a show called uh, Bow Wow Wow. Right. right. Right? And Bowser would be like the deep, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> do, 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Anyway. Good night. Right. Go ahead. All right. No, Back so, to the credits, son. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Sorry. What I was going to say was that as a kid, I envied everybody who was born in the 30s to be, you know, like 35 to be 15 or 16 in the 50s. You right, know what I'm saying? Because right. that's the time. And I was born in 49, but that's the only music I heard because the radio and internet, there was nothing out there. Right, so I used right. to listen to the guys on the street corners. Right. Singing. All right, Continue. all right. Back, back to all the right, credits, son. Right, back, back right, to the back, right, to the right. back, to the credits, son. All right. Lethal Weapon Three. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Hold on. He Jury. did Lethal Weapon Two and Three. Two That's and three. what it says. Yep. Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. Hold on a second. Read up about it on your radio Hold station. Skid Row what Studio. Did you say nigga? Two and three. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Yeah. yeah. Carry oh, yeah. on. That's my guy. Showgirls, <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin? Come on, man. Yeah. You bullshit. The Quest. The Quest. Breakdown. Can Between the Sheets. Right. Thick as Thieves. Chairman of the Board. Out of Towners. Overnight Delivery. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. The Flintstones yo, in yo, Viva yo, Rock Band. Right, 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 right. Viva, Viva Rock Band. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I want, stop. Uh, stop. All right. Go ahead. With Mark Story and, uh, and Stephen Baldwin, I played the guy who's the boss at the quarry right. that gets the big rock dropped on his head. Right, right, right. And at that time, I was going through chemotherapy because I had just had, had found out that I had colon cancer. Oh, wow. But I, I did the chemotherapy and went to work. Cha-ching! Big up! Big up to all you colonoscopy doctors! Big up for saving our anal do all y'all going to work and doing what you got to do in the face of everything you got? Go to work. Go to work. You sphincter projectors. You don't got to go to work. You get 
to get to go to work. That's right. So you were also in the movie Coyote Ugly. Coyote Coyote Ugly. Yeah, yeah, now, this chicks. is what I want to talk about. Go ahead. Is that really about hogs and heifers? You know, in the meatpacking downtown, there's that bar, Hogs and Heifers. I was told... That Coyote Ugly was a branch. Off, it was a movie written about that bar, Hogs and Heifers. Well, Actually, it may have been. It may have been from the standard. Yeah, yeah. But believe it or not, the original Hogs and Heifers was on 95th and First Avenue between uh. 95th and 96th Street. Because I used to, I used to. <sighs> Yo, could I get a cigarette? Yo. I used to I used to fucking roll and propel, you know what I mean, at Chino's Bar and Grill. There was no grill, but it was called Chino's Bar and Grill, where he sold it and it became Hogs and Fe- Heifers. That was the first one. Very cool. There you go. Oh wow. I yeah. don't know what the what the origination of that was, but I worked one day on it. All right. I'm a one day wonder, babe. I like to work. I like to go out the door and work. Yeah, in and out. In and out. Like, like the Latinos. We're like, hi, hi, hi. Like Irish guys on their kid brothers. <laughs> Ah, yeah, my sister's in Ireland, by the way. Big up, big up, Elizabeth Rodriguez. Big up, big up, Brett C. Leonard. Oh, the sweet Elizabeth, Elizabeth Rodriguez. She's the greatest little thing. She's not like the Irish girls with fat ankles and no tits. Big up, big up, Ireland. Big up, big up, land of the leprechaun. Big up to the homeland of Ireland, yeah. Yo, for y'all, for y'all that don't know... My sister Elizabeth Rodriguez was in a play last uh, summer. Yeah. The motherfucker with the hat. Yeah. She was nominated I for a Tony that. Award. Imagine I know that, that shit. Yeah, that's with great. With Chris Rock, Bobby Cannaval. Right. Uh, uh, that's some heavy hitters there. Uh, uh, Annabella Scorcia. Sciorra, <sighs> Sciorra, Annabella Sciorra. Sciori. Sciorra. Yul uh, Vasquez. Yo, the shit was off the hook. Wow. The play was written by, uh, 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 Jesus Christ, Stephen Adley. He's still writing? <laughs> yeah. Stephen Adley Gerges. He's still writing. That dude I is thought off- just the 12 dudes around who wrote that shit. No, no. That He's writing? Jesus writing some shit? Yo, that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, back to the credit, son, because I want to say back a couple. To credit. Back to the credit, son. The credit, son. Yo, back to the credit, son. Back to the credit, son. Back to the credit, son. We're going to go back to the movies in a second because we have some things we want to talk about about gangs. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah, were yeah, in. Yeah, we do. But we I do. want to talk a little bit about some of the TV show credits. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, he was in, in the Wonder Years. Yo, I, I, yo, he was in the Wonder Years. That's when I first noticed I had pubic hair. And you know what's right wild? I did an episode <laughs> of the Wonder Years in this new pilot that I did. I was talking to you about a couple of weeks yes, ago. Yes, yes. Called the McCarthy's. Fred Savage directed what? the pilot, the McCarthy's. What? Yeah. Fred Savage played the young kid. Played the kid. Yo, check it. Big Big up Fred Savage! Yeah. Mr. Savage! Big up Fred Savage! I related to you, your wife's Good poor man. ass motherfucker! Yeah. Tell us about the McCarthy. You know, you know, take him, take him, after these messages, take Actually, I'll tell you the truth. I there, we, we received exciting news since the last time I saw you. Uh, that they haven't told us yet. They're oh. still hanging us around for a while. Uh, McCarthy's about an Irish Catholic family in Boston, uh, deeply South embedded Boston. Uh, somewhere in Boston, living in what they call the triple decker. All the middle aged kids are still living at home. They're in, uh, deeply embedded in the high school basketball program. I have a uh, a gay son, and he just wants to get the fuck out of that house from all these racist Irish motherfuckers. Because right. you can't why be, am I you can't talking be like you all of a sudden. Because we're, because we're, it's it's all about the it's vibe. It's contagious. Yeah, it's yeah. all about the vibe. And, uh, and so that's. That's the deal. So we're still like me. Why you talking like me, man? Talking like me, man. Why you talking like me, man? Ain't nobody got no time for this. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay, all right. He was on television episodes of Common Law, Castle, Players, Law and Order. Veronica Mars. Yeah, crossing. but law and order don't count. Everybody's but, okay, everybody's fine. On Without it. a trace, Ka-ching. you were a <laughs> cast member of Rescue Me. Right. What? Regular. Stop. Four first seasons. <laughs> we, can, we can bring the beat back. That right there. That right there. We got fucking mad grizzle. Mad oodles of fucking trans fats on that shit right there. Rescue Me. Rescue Me. Yeah. That was one of these episodes on TV on FX. God bless FX. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. FX, a fucking unknown cable station out right. the fucking cracks. Well, comes it started out. with USA with Monk, and then all of a sudden it started rolling out, and then yeah, FX, but FX was the big one. Yeah. FX took a chance on Dennis Leary. You know, Dennis Leary had done something prior to that, which the was job. A, the job. The CBS, but it was too it, smart it, for it the CBS. It was too fucking smart and cutting edge, yeah. but it was the, the precursor right. to Rescue Me. They didn't know what to do with it. The, they the, didn't the, know on, what to on, do. On but you see TV. it. You see yeah. the elements yeah. of Rescue Me in the show. You see it now on Network. 
network TV. Oh, no, 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 I'm saying right. you see the, the, the foundation oh, and the sure. elements of rescue sure. me on the job. Yeah, but he could get away with that now with FX. You can. With the language and the... Or, yeah. or some of that, some of those tones on, on network TV. Right. right. So rescue me... Great show! It's a it's a play on on words. Rescue me! Firefighters are rescuing people who are burning, but also uh, Dennis Leary's character is an who alcoholic. Who rescues them? Who right? Right. So, and you played the chief. I played the chief. Yeah, I played the guy that was uh, Dennis Leary's boss for the first three right. years. And you were saying in, in an interview that uh, that was unlike any other firefighter role that you had or any kind of roles that were on that. Uh, 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 type of type of show because there was a backstory to you. You knew about your family. You also had a gay uh, a gay brother yeah, in there. Yeah, right? well, they just took a look into the private lives of these guys as well. It wasn't only the uh, the stuff of Dennis. Of course, his character was the was the lead character in it. But it was smart enough they branched off and you, so you got to know a little bit about the other characters in the uh, uh, that that worked in the same firehouse. You know, because firemen. You know, a lot of firemen used to say, "Well, why do you make a fire department movie and then when you show what we're really like?" Because if they did, it would be boring because they're all pretty good guys. They work hard. They go out and they take care of their families. And what you have to have for, for any kind of entertainment TV, unfortunately, is uh, is conflict. So you have guys that were dishonest, guys that were cheating on their wives, guys that were drinking, guys that had problems. And, and I also had my son. My son on that show was gay. Right. You're cheating on your life. You're biting on your wife. Your son may be gay, but it's all right. That's right. Nothing wrong with that. You know what? You know what? At this At this particular time, since we have a pause, since we have a pause, we're gonna give we're gonna give a big applause? up. A pause, a oh. pause. We're gonna give a big up. Seriously, this is straight the fuck up. Big up, big up, big up to all your homosexuals. Big up to all you men and women that've been extradited for your individual uh, sexuality. Big up, big up for your freedom of choice for you being a human being. Criticized, kicked in the shin. To all the oppressed people out there, ja live one love, ja bless. Big up, big up to all the states that have honored the right for gay people to be married. Big up. And on another note, fuck y'all haters that want to step into the motherfucking grill to people that want to just have a life and have the same rights that you and I have. Fuck y'all. Big up to all you bars selling condoms in the bathroom just in case. Yeah. And you know what, man? A friend of ours, a friend of ours. uh, Their machines never work. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Forget, forget. Neither do the condoms. Keep going on the the credits. This motherfucker, hold on. The credits, yo. The credits, yo. He's not even halfway through Jack's credits. You know what's crazy? We only have an hour. And I'm skipping them. I'm skipping over ones. We we got another caller. Hold on a second. I just need to say this real quick. Caller, hold on. One minute. Fucking Jack has been in everything. I was flipping last week through the novellas. You played a grandmother in Simplemente Maria. This I, fucking I novella. Did. I said, that's, I did. I that's sh- fucking Jack. I shaved my legs. You were like, no, mommy. I tell you, you cannot marry you cannot that do fucking that. guy. I tell you, guy, have that boca. Okay, <laughs> caller, thank you for being so patient. Hi, welcome to the Nestorious Public Radio Show. What's your name? Rosemary. Oh, hi, Rosemary, my sweetheart, my love. <laughs> I just have to call in because I, I just I love Jack McGee and I think that Jack is I'm a director and I think one of those one of those rare actors who you, he is who he is on screen off screen he's down to earth he's awesome and I think it's hilarious that Jack you start talking like Nestorius when you're there and I think I want to give him big up to authentic voices. <laughs> <laughs> Big up to authentic, big up to authentic voices, man. Big up to individual voices, people who express themselves saying "fuck you" to the establishment. Big up to TV directors who are stuck in TV and should be doing their own feature film. Fuck Paradigm. No, <laughs> no I, seriously, Jack is a wonderful person to work with. And the other thing, I want to give a big up because I love that. Everyone will know what I go through living with Nestorius for almost 20 years. You're this is lying. like being on the inside of his brain. Nestorius the Contagious. Big up to Mrs. Rosemary Rodriguez for putting up to Don't the AGD. Big up Rodriguez for putting up to the bipolarity. Big up for putting up for the electrostatic hairdo that you see on the Nestorius public radio icon. You, you all y'all wives. Silver skies ahead of you. Silver skies. Big up to Silver.
Summer Skies, a new script that's going to be developed and produced and made into a film. That's right. All right. So since you directed Anyway, Jack, I think you guys are doing a great job. So thank I mean, you. I think Hold on a second. Since you directed Jack. Hey, she's giving me a compliment. She's she's can't, a compliment. I can't even get a compliment right, here. Come on, yeah. let's get it over quick. No, no, no. Get a compliment. Get your compliment on. Go ahead, honey. Simon serves a good steak, and he's hilarious. Oh, thank you. Tell Simon. Thank you, thank you. Tell Simon right now on the air who made the most bombastic fucking ribeye steak, a T-bone steak last week. Yo, I hate to say it, but you did. Yeah, because he does that well. But let me ask you this. Maybe Simon can ask a question for you, Ro. Ask Simon where the chocolates are that you gave him. <laughs> the motherfucker left him at a homeless shelter. I, no, I, I care about the homeless. That's right. I care, oh. you know. Yeah. Okay, so what I want to know is you did direct uh, uh, Jack in, in at least one episode, no? Yes. I directed an episode of Castle. Absolutely right. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you cast, but you cast Jack because he's he's fly like that. She picked me. But you didn't direct him on Rescue Me. No, no I did. I I missed directing Jack on Rescue Me. But I we, think I think that character that that you played on that on that part was was profound and yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And, and what you went through with your wife and who you were when you were in the in yeah. the you know firehouse. Yeah. I think you. A yeah. three-dimensional, real-life person, yeah. and I think to accomplish that on television yeah. is is a beautiful yeah. thing. But you, thank you, babe. You covered you covered Alzheimer's. You covered yeah. fucking homosexuality and, and racism and and, and, right. and yeah. sexual bigotry. It was a three-dimensional character. Well, to give the credit too, Dennis Leary and, and Peter Tolan were responsible for the writing of it. But it was great, great opportunity to, and that kind of came from a, a conversation with Peter Tolan about my brother Tom, who was right. gay, and my dad, who died in 1974. My brother Tom died of AIDS in 89. Oh, wow. And how much my dad loved my brother Tom, but he came from a time period where they just didn't know how to say it. It wasn't, right, right. It wasn't up, so, the communication up, wasn't there. Yeah, I so didn't that, know that. Yeah, that all came about after that conversation. Next thing you know, the scripts were coming out with, the, with me having a gay son, so See, it was a great thing. I read that, but wow. I thought you were talking yeah. about well, let's say big up to collaboration. Big up to collaboration, man. Big up to collaboration. To all you gay Alzheimer's people out there, big up, big up. Stop with each other from every opening you can find. To all you gay Alzheimer's victims that don't know what your sexuality is except when you read it on TV. Big up! I don't know if I had sex with him last night because I don't remember. Big up! I don't know if yeah. I like pee pee or caca. Big up! Big up! Gay Alzheimer's gives new meaning to the word I'm confused about my sexuality. <laughs> big up to Peter Tolan and Dennis Leary for writing some of the most craziest on the... Undercuff type shit, cutting edge. Big up Peter Tolan, big up Dennis Leary. I know you're listening out there, Dennis. Big up. Thank you, Rosemary, for calling in. All right. I love you. Back. Bye. Can I go back to the credits real quick? Yo, Please. Because we have Malcolm in the Middle. You were on a television show of Malcolm in the Middle. In right? the middle, yeah. Charmed. Malcolm in the Middle. Touched by an angel. You were on Touched by a Puerto Rican with yes. Nestor Rodriguez. Well, that was him. just that one week. That was just a week ago. Yeah. I touched that him. Was, yeah. Touched by a Puerto Rican at the Holiday Inn. I said, uh, if you're that a hotel? Acting. Oh, hotel, <laughs> motel, hotel, hotel, Holiday Inn. For Schnizzle, if your girl starts acting up, I said, and then you take her friend. I'm Master G. I'm on Mellow. It's on you. So what you gonna do? Yeah, I'm a Jew and I thought you knew I come through to the studio yeah we parked up out in the shit when I drop the chocolates you rock it when I get it when you know I don't stop it alright he was on Chicago Hope NYPD Blue X-Files Spin City NYPD Blue that Franz right E-R may he rest in peace E to the motherfucking R oh he is oh you know what I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Law and Order Jerry Arkbacher Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I, I, ju I just killed... I just... Fuck. I Chicago just, Hope. Baywatch. Brooklyn South. Baywatch! Hold on, stop! <laughs> Baywatch! Titties? Asses? Jiggling? Hitting? <laughs> you were on the Jeff Foxworthy Show. No. Seinfeld. Pacific Blue. NYPD Blue. NYPD Murphy Blue. Brown Murphy Brown 
the Wonder Years we mentioned, MacGyver. Yeah. MacGyver? Yeah. Twin Peaks. Yeah. That was Tom Tom Selleck, right? MacGyver? No. no. Damn, I'm no, that's Magnum P.I. MacGyver's shit. the guy that if you gave him a piece of dental <laughs> floss, a Tic Tac, and, oh, and, and, you know, and a shoestring, he could bust you out of somewhere. I'm, I'm 0, 2, 0 for 2. You're 0 for 2, son. MacGyver, Twin Peaks. Jerry, I, I just fucked up two beautiful people. That's okay. Uh, Twin Peaks, which is set up in Washington State. Hey. Roseanne. Hey. L.A. Okay, Law. Okay, 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 stop. Roseanne, talk uh, to us. Yeah. Talk to us. I moved the refrigerator in, had two lines, and they paid me. Ticking. Was she nice? Yeah, she was okay. She was I know nice. Johnny Goodman. Johnny Goodman and I started with each other back back in New York. Johnny Goodman to play the husband. Me, him, Jason Alexander, Eddie O'Neill. Bunch of guys that started back doing commercials back there. And one by one, they, we come out here and started working. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. So you all knew each other from back in New York before you came yeah, to L.A.? like you guys. You know you know guys from the, that you run into yeah. and, uh, doing stand-up. And, Some of them owe me whatever. money. Yeah, some yeah. of them owe you money. Sometimes you owe them money. Yeah, that's true. Okay, L.A. Law. But here's the one that I saved the best for last. Uh-oh. Okay. Night Court. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I got to tell you, I have a copy of that show. It's Night hilarious. Court. Okay, let's talk about Night Court. Right. Because when I was... When people... I do stand-up comedy, but I never had stand-up comedy influences. Right. Yeah, I thought it was always... I, First time I saw stand-up, I was like, oh, shit, that's what I do anyways and right. in the middle of class. I never, like, had any influences in stand-up. People say, well, who are your influences? My Some of my my comedic influences were more like Eddie Murphy in movies, John Candy, uh, uh, the Chevy Chase movies, but also Night Court. Because mm. Night Court was funny shit. Harry Anderson and Johnny I still use to this day, to this day, I use a line... For, that was hilarious from John Larroquette. Remember yeah. that character? He played yeah, the sleaze ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've played a sleaze ball at certain different times in my life. He was on, one of the judges, on right? When I'm on vacation. He was a lawyer. He was the, he was the prosecuting attorney. He was just a he was just a male whore. He was a true. You know? Yeah, he so, was great. Yeah. We had a s we had a soul connection. And uh he had a line in there that he says, he says, he goes, Women, can't live with them. Can't do most positions without him. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So true. No, it's very so funny stuff. true. Yeah. yeah. It was a great it was a great experience. I get played a guy named Fast Eddie who when uh, the only time that uh, Charlie Robinson who was the the black guy that was uh, that played the court clerk he he retires. He he's getting Mac? out. Was it Mac, Mac or something? And I take I take his uh, I take his spot and screw up the whole system for one day. I have that on tape. I should show it to you Nestor, sometime. I think I might have remembered that. Yeah, but he I left cuz he was it. mad or something. He left cuz he was mad and he finds out he was that I screwed up so much and that I they need to bring him he back. back. That's what he got it comes in. How amazing was Bull? Bull was great. And then was Richard it Marsha Warfield? Marsha Warfield. Warfield. And she's a stand-up well. comic. Yes, yeah, she's a stand-up stand -up comic. Yeah. She was on there, and they played the bailiffs. Right. And then right. Uh, Harry and Anderson Marcy. was stand-up. Right. 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 Yeah. He had a great juggling act in the stand-up act up in up in San Francisco, where he used to juggle different different items and eat apples and stuff. He was a terrific. Did you go to the community. cafeteria ever? The cafeteria. Yeah. Me, did we? Sh I didn't shoot. Did you ever shoot in the cafeteria? No, the cafeteria was great. No. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, wow. great. It, was a, it was a kick. That was back in the, in the early days, back in the mid-80s. Yeah, wow. a long time ago, man. No I wonder if I'd like that if I went back and watched it. You know, sometimes you, like, have things from your childhood. Yeah, you have a memory. I remember, I, yeah, but, then, but also because also the evolution of TV shows get, change. Yeah, they get dated. It's like going back, and That's watching, what it, yeah. going back and watching West Side Story or something like that. You go back, you see it, you say, okay, this is, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, it, it changes because the, the, the laugh tracks and all that stuff. Oh, but kinda, I used to love it. Yeah. I used to love it. Yeah. Evolution, man. So now... We, one of the things we also really want to talk to you about was a movie that was recently released this right. year. Okay, you you were in Gangster Squad. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, Gangster Squad was something that I was I was working. I was doing a show down in uh, New Orleans, uh, which is a great town. A show called Common Law, and they called me in, uh, and they said they, they were they're checking on your availability for work two days on this thing called Gangster Squad. He said, "All right, what's it about?" They told me who was in it. They uh, they told me what the, what the premise was, the character I'd be playing, and uh, and the time period. And I was interested in so, it because it takes place in 1947 with the Los Angeles Police Department. Well, so what'd you play? I played the uh, the the captain that uh, I forget what his name was in the uh, in the in the film itself. The gay the gay Alzheimer captain. The gay yeah the gay old yeah yeah it was called Shifty. Oh, stop it! it I don't even Shifty. know what I'm saying. Stop it for. Let's be a bit. <laughs> Let's be. 
I don't want you to stop. <laughs> and uh, so that, so it, it was great. I wound up having a good time. And the movie did okay. It wasn't exactly a blockbuster, but it was a, a period piece. I think it was shot well. And uh, I had, had a great time. Who I were got the to, players? Who were the players on this? Uh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn was in it. And um, Ryan Gosling. Did you actually get to uh, work with Sean? Yeah. Well, he, oh. he, we did one, one quick passing scene. And oh, then wow. I also got to work with... Uh, Oh, Mr. Gosling? No. That's all right. It's all right. It happens right to yeah, us, yeah. man. Josh Brolin. Josh. Josh Brolin. Oh, he's great. He's amazing. Together. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Brolin. The movie, the poster yeah. looked dope. I wanted to see it. Yeah, and, and you know what? It did okay. It's just that there wasn't a lot to it. It, it looked well. It was it was nice. It, it, I, I, think, I think I think I think it... It was uh, a good... You don't want to be in a good rental movie. I, th I think other powers, other powers outside of that uh, uh, kind of made the movie kind of kind of... Cock blocked it because at the time when the movie was uh, 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 slated to be released, it had to be pushed because that's the aurora that's, and all that bullshit. That's right. With, with the gun right. violence, right? And there was there was and a, there's a lot of gun violence in that movie. And it was due to be released about uh, the, the three weeks after the uh, the the shootings in Colorado right. happened. Right. And there was a scene in the film that took place, a shootout scene at, at the Chinese Man Theater. Right. Right. And they uh, they of course being sensitive to that, right. they pulled it and they they did some reshoots. So there was hype about it, and then it went away. And uh, and when it came back, uh, uh, they, they had switched it out and put another scene in there. Well, you know, there's all this, there's the whole gun debate in right. this country right now. And, right. and people are trying to take away guns as if they have power, right. you know, when really they're inanimate objects. I mean, I think, you know, what's living and breathing is the fact that here you have, you have a movie in which they're shooting up a movie theater. Right. The movie theater that got shot up in Colorado. Okay, and this is, this is the first, this is what I think when I think of that shooting. It was during the movie Batman, mm -hmm. which was filmed in my neighborhood in downtown New York mm -hmm. when I was living there. Right. The movie, if you, if, if you said, Simon, what's the movie about? I would say it's about a tyrannical madman who walks around a city killing innocent people. Right. So, America, don't be alarmed mm. and don't even be upset mm. that during a movie you sent your children off to watch... About a tyrannical madman walking around killing innocent people, that a tyrannical madman killed innocent people. Don't you don't even have a chance to be upset. Well, no, here's, here's the I deal. I, th I think I think you're right on the money with America. Don't be upset, as opposed to America. Do be upset. What are, what are we what are we doing? Is it uh, is it, are we, are we that's all they have on the on the air is violence. Right. It's all they have with with these these games. I don't play them. Right. But this this something that to do? be said about that. The, the, yeah. the conversation is what are we going to do to of course we say prevent because there's no fucking absolute way of preventing no, you anything, can't. You right? Can't. You but can't. what are we going to do to a safeguard our children, safeguard our you know public uh, 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 the welfare of the public, safeguard our schools, right. safeguard our malls? What are we going to do? What can we do? Well, it's more than a, I think it's more than a full time job. Right, I mean, right, you right. go back to the to the early '80s, late '70s, early '80s. When Ronald Reagan just purged everybody that that was that was that was getting mental health because he had the cutbacks, right. he threw everybody that the, the mental health uh, right. uh, department just went completely berserk because he just let people out right. and the funding stopped. Right. And these are the same guys that are bitching and moaning and saying that it's and it isn't the individual. Right. It's not the individual. Should do I don't know how I don't know if you guys have, but I don't have guns in my house. Right. I don't have uh, AK forty seven. For a reason, you don't, I don't have guns. Have, no, I just don't. I, I don't, don't want to believe leave, in them. I don't want to live in fear mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know very rarely not that i should mention very rarely do i find myself locking my car i don't i don't want to live in fear but how about but, preparedness maybe not fear but how about preparedness there's there's the argument and i guess and i guess you know the uh, they're holding on to that uh, that second amendment and lord knows they've people that are much more intelligent about right. it have been battling this thing right, around right, right. but i i think they uh, uh then there is a big a big issue about about the mental health of uh, I, of, of young kids i'm with and, you you know I, there's a certain stigma about being embarrassed and uh, and teachers and, and and people on local uh, of local authority and local responsibility being afraid to say to somebody in the system, hey, this child is borderline, could be dangerous. There's a lot of, there's right. a stigma that gets behind that that gets washed away. Yeah. Sure. Well, here's Passing the other the thing, too. Work. Listen, here's how I look at it. If we sat down and watched a porno, we would get turned on. If we, walk, if we walk into a place while the, a steak is cooking, you're going to get hungry. Right. It's the next logical conclusion that if you're going to watch 
gratuitous explosions, violence, mass shootings, yeah. you're going to want to go cause explosions, violence, and mass shootings. Is, is that why when I'm listening to gangster rap and death metal, when I'm driving on the freeway, I feel like crashing into people? Well, there it yeah. is. Is there, is there a correlation? Well, it that? is. Well, yeah, because you, you and I, we're adults, uh, uh, certainly of legal age, we can choose to go to a film or not. Right. These kids get this stuff stuffed down their throats twenty four seven since they're two years old. Right, right. right. Uh, well, every, with every, every time I, they go to buy well, a here's the thing of, or a Burger yeah. King or something like that, they're getting some violent character thrown yeah. in their bag, right. and they're told that this is the way it's supposed to be done. Right. For you and I, it used to be Dale Evans right. and Roy Rogers, right? And maybe that was like a puritanical, yeah, puritanical relationship. What? But the fact of the matter is, it wasn't all about Leave It to Beaver, right? But. They don't let kids. There's a great singer-songwriter that I know that just, I heard her play a song the other night. It says, can't we just let the children be children right. for a little while? Oh, yeah. And it's wonderful. Right. And the truth of the matter is, it gets, that's the almighty buck. Right, right, it's right. It's the almighty dollar. People are making money on it. They're going to just let, let everything slide. I'm with you. I'm with you. It is a mental health, health issue. Mm. Forget the Second Amendment. Right. Put that shit aside. I heard somebody, I think it was Bill Maher, say, we're not fucking, no one is going to fucking whip up weapons to overthrow the government. Right. Okay? That's what the Second Amendment is good for. You can't even get fucking five people to agree on one thing, let right. alone the whole country to overthrow the government. Right. Forget the Second Amendment. Right. I was more concerned with preparedness, mental, mental health. What are we doing about that? Mm -hmm. We were just talking about uh, in the previous episode about uh, preparedness for fire. So right. there's preparedness for everything. What are we doing about preparedness for, let's say, a burglar comes into my house? You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on the issue 100 percent because this is not a black and white issue. Right. I don't have a gun in my house. Right. And, and, and I toss and turn. Well, should I have a gun in my house? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? How mm -hmm. about if somebody comes on my property? I'm a homeowner now. Right. People come onto my property asking right. me for this. Get the fuck off my property. Well, you also have the advertisers on TV 24-7 and you see it in commercially it's it's done it's does it's done kind of in in a shrewd way where they almost they're scaring you on TV when they show a, you a commercial about a window being broken the mother and the daughter sitting in there and they're they're frightening people into getting an alarm system right i mean it's just it's it's never ending it's the advertising it's, it's the way it is it's the almighty buck these right. days no it is you it know is. and and you have to and you you see parents and i give them a lot of credit for limiting their kids to a couple of hours 3 hours worth of television a week I have an article here, okay? Group aims to give out free shotguns in 15 cities. This is straight up, right. okay? This is CBS Chicago reports. The group made the bold announcement at a convention in Texas. And as you might imagine, it is, it is causing a, quite a controversy. The group is called the Armed Citizen Project. And as their name says, they want to arm citizens by giving them shotguns. They aim to give out shotguns to people in 15 cities, including Chicago. Okay? Now, they've already started giving out the guns in Houston, where at least four mothers have received free guns, free shotguns. The group's founder says... They give the free guns to people living in medium to high crime areas so they can defend themselves from criminals. What's wrong with that? I don't know. What's wrong with that? Here's what you have. Okay, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. You have these left-wing douchey liberals that are like, total peace, gluten-free, blah, 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 right? <laughs> okay, and we know that's not the answer. We can't let soccer moms run the United States anymore. We know that's not the answer. On the other hand, you have these like, you know, in the country... Racist, kind of, you know, typically racist. I've been there. Don't tell me you're not. You are. Okay. I'm a and, racist. No, but no, and, and gun toting. So that's the right, that's the right and the left. Okay. But, you know, the thing of, but, but the thing that people in the city don't realize about life in the country, the sheriff is 40 miles away. I need a gun to protect myself. Here in downtown Los Angeles, something could happen. And we, if, as long as we hold out for four minutes or five minutes, the police will be here to protect us. Uh, that's it. Don't that's not the rest. case out there. Not to mention you have coyotes. You have right. wolves. Roosters. You have, you have that's roosters. The real shit. You have real shit. Well, hold on. You got hold bears on. out there. You also, you also have, if you have a shotgun out in the country, I think you're in good shape. Do you need an AK-47? Right. That's it. Well, check it. Goes down, huh? the, the group says it's our hypothesis that criminals do not want to die in your hallway. We think that society should use that fear to deter crime. Shoot them outside. We're but giving folks the tools with which to defend their life, liberty, and property. We're training them how to use the weapons and empowering citizens. I think it's great. 
I think it's great. Okay. Here's the thing. Now, let me tell you something. This is one thing every liberal needs to understand. The mafia will always have guns. You will never pass a law. But we're not defending nope. ourselves against the mafia. Okay. Uh, organized crime, crack dealers, car ra- theft rings. But we're not defending home, ourselves no, listen, against those people. Home burglary rings. Yes, you are. No, you're, yes, you a are. A mafia guy is not going to come into my house unless I make some good spaghetti. If, if, he, wants to, if he wants to come you for come you, he will. on the day of my daughter's right. wedding. Yeah. You, you come to me. To me uh, you come to me. What I'm saying is this. You give me crack. <laughs> and I say to you, yeah. you come to me. Yeah. And you ask me on my daughter's wedding. What have I done to insult you? If I want to buy some crack. And I say to you, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. What I'm saying is this. The liberal argument needs to understand, okay, criminals will have guns. The laws you're trying to pass are to take them out of the rest of people's hands. If you ban handguns in this country, it's to take them out of the hands of mothers yeah, and the grandmothers. Yeah, doing that. No, what no, they're no. doing is that they, all they're asking, asking for is that you... You re- register it. You register, or you you have take a mental health yes. test. Yeah, sure. Hey, callers, they want to regulate it more. One 800 doesn't want to let you do that. One eight hundred. Their power. Eight nine three. And they're working scare tactics on the people. <laughs> they're scaring people. Well, I think both sides are. But the NRA, I mean, the NRA gets ridiculous. That's Any, the problem is like the spokesperson for the gun people are just absurd and I got, ridiculous. I got something on the NRA before we continue. I got a screenplay. you're out there. 1-800-893-9562. This is a hot topic. If you got an opinion, if you own a gun, if you want to shoot someone, call us. 1-800-893-9562. We're uh, live. Skidrowstudios.com, the Notorious Public Radio Show. We're talking about gun control. I We're talking about violence. Shotgun. You know what I'm saying? So here, here's the flip side. Teen, teen shoots six-year-old sister with handgun. Okay? See, this, there's a, this is a multifaceted argument. You got mental health. You have the right to protect yourself. You have the irresponsibility irresponsibility of fucking people. Let me tell you something. I'm going to go on a fucking 30-second rant. Motherfuckers in this country and the world, we're all human beings. If you're an adult, you need to take fucking responsibility for everything and anything that you do. That means... If you have a driver's license, take responsibility for the way you fucking drive so the rest of us don't have to pay higher insurance fucking rates. If you own a gun and it's registered, take responsibility, lock it up, train your kids on how to use it, don't keep it loaded, fucking take responsibility. Look, though, here's the thing. Teen accidentally kills six-year-old sister with a handgun. I'm willing to bet 50 bucks that in the last 12 months, a teenager accidentally killed their little sister on a jet ski. How come we're not outraged at jet ski manufacturers? Jet you understand? Ski, it's the way ski, the media portrays it. Jet ski, if it's sitting out in the water or if it's sitting on a lawn, isn't capable of killing somebody. Right. This is the reason. If you, if you own a gun, you leave a gun. Right. I, don't, I don't have a gun, so I don't leave one loaded around the house. This is in Florida. According to the Broward Sheriff's Office, the shooting happened Saturday at about 7 p.m. in Oakland Park. The Texans say that the siblings were home alone, okay, when the 13-year-old boy found a handgun and shot his younger sister. But that's been happening forever. Uh, in, in the 1400s. taking his lunch. In the 1400s. I'm willing to bet somebody accidentally been, killed their little sister with an axe been, during been, a wood chopping accident. That is an accident. They must that's have been what's Latino. called an accident. They must have been Latino. They left it them is. alone. It's a, it's a tragedy. It's, it's an accident? So, so it's, it's a tragic so you accident. Think so, you think it's okay to leave a just load a gun around the house? No. no what no, I'm saying think, is yeah. what I'm saying is it's Why an is anecdotal example but, yeah, but that should not, not be used in the gun control debate. But doesn't somebody have the responsibility? No, I, oh, sure, I got you. This, That's that all I'm saying. Much, much, That's just this an is isolated about background incident. checks in AK-47. Yeah. And, every, and the NRA is going to tell you that they're taking all your guns away. And I got the, the NRA. The I got the NRA. Here's the good news and then we'll not wrap like that the up. the NBA. I got the NRA. Well, we, we talked about balls in the other episode. We're going to talk about... <laughs> all right. The girl was transported to Broward Health Medical Center in critical but stable condition. Okay, so check this out. Check this out. Big up, whatever your name is. I hope you make it through. And next time, 
Get a knife and stab your little brother in the neck. Okay? <laughs> stab him in the fucking hey, neck. Hey, come on, what well, happened to you? Know, <laughs> we are the world. Oh, shit. Yo. We are the children. No, no, this is a violent episode. The other episode was about love. Wait, 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 and we definitely no violence in the world? We no, definitely we need don't to... Stab, don't stab your brother in the neck. We definitely need to continue to put in laws and safeguards and institutions to help decide who gets guns and who doesn't. Um, well, well, that's a good point. Now, here's, here's the deal. There's a company, okay? The company that has just, it's called, what's it? Defense Distributed. Just put out the world's first 3D printable handgun. Right. Okay? You can get a printer that prints out plastic and you put it in multi-different layers and anyone can have a handgun. Anyone. That's my point. You know, it, it, we think we're such a violent society. We are far less violent than the Middle Ages when two men would, would hack true. each other to death That's with true. swords and axes. The turn of the okay. century. At the turn of the century, there were times in American history where governors and mayors would have high duels, new duels in right. the middle of the street. Right. We're far less because violent as a society. Because you question their word. What I'm saying is instead of attacking violence, violent implements and violent acts— we need to attack the mental back to the I think we've been to bring it full circle. The reason people are so violent. Yes, it's mental health. Right. It's overstimulation of the mind because we're in an evolutionary period of the brain where we're never before have we had so much sensory inputs given to us. But it's the guns. Shoot, go to a blockbuster video if it's still around in your area. Yeah, good no, luck. no, no. I challenge you. Do this. Walk up and down the entire aisle. Over 80 to 90% of the movies have a gun on the front cover. Right. Absolutely. Comedies, right. kids' movies, right. cartoons. Born have, Again Christian uh, yeah. uh, National Geographic Explorer documentaries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cooking shows, yeah. how to bake cakes. They all have fucking shotguns, guns, AK-47. Nothing like a shotgun cupcake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And check this out. There's a new NRA president, Jim Porter. I don't know how new he is, but he's new, relatively really? speaking. Jim Porter. You know Jim Porter? No, I don't have you Jim heard of Jim Porter? Porter? No. Wonderful man. We okay. uh, played golf Here's last year in Arlington. Here's a quote. It's only a matter of time before we can own colored people again. What? It's just a That's what he said. Time. He said it's only a matter of people when we can own colored you people. Own That's right. Maybe it's just a matter of time. Maybe he's talking about Teletubbies. Let me read the article. All right. Houston, it seems new National Rifle Association president Jim Porter may have found himself in a bit of hot water. Uh -oh. Not long ago, Hello, Jim Potter. he made his feelings about the Civil War known when he referred to it as the War of Northern Aggression. In that same speech, he referred to President Obama as a fake president and Attorney General Eric Holder as a rabidly un-American. However, none of those remarks that anyone could deem as racist compared to his remarks made at a recent press conference discussing his new leadership role at the NRA. I'm very proud to be taking the lead here at the NRA. We need to really buckle down and strap on our best arguments to defend what is our God-given rights. God. No, no more God. No I love it. God gave you guns. That's, That's right. right. It, it was God. No more northern folk try and take away what is rightfully ours. I will not stand by and let some liberal, liberal elitist try to ruin what has made this country great, especially a liberal of, you know, a different breed. When asked to clarify, Porter said, I don't have to clarify. You know gall damn well what, that, what I mean. In fact, it's only a matter of time before we can own colored people again. They sure as hell won't be our leaders. It's outright embarrassing. The war of northern aggression made it all possible. And you be best to know it's all going to change back. I'll be on the front lines making sure it happens. I don't want my grandkids growing up taking orders from a colored man. It's our God-given right to keep them as property and keep them in line. I keep my pants up. Where'd you get that article? Hold on a second. Google the shit. What did you say, nigga? This motherfucker's out of his mind. Several at the NRA, including Vice President Wayne LaPierre, LaPierre. have it's since happy, tried to he? distance themselves from Porter's remarks. LaPierre said they brought him in all over me to try and liven things up, <laughs> calling me boring and rehearsed. Next time, they'd be better off just making me president. Oh. I got this from freewoodpost.com. 
That's all I got to say. Oh, that's a reliable source. I oh, Freewood? Yeah, <laughs> Freewood. Uh, Freewood. Yeah, you, you got this from a guy giving out... Dude, that's what you get when you get uh, your newspaper articles from a guy giving out free wood on the highway. Well, I'm just reading that. Big up to free wood. Bigger. Big up to free wood. Free wood. Free James Brown. Big up to Wayne Lapierre. Big up to Wayne Lapierre. Vice President NRA. Big up, man. Freeze as long as I got my plastic Jesus riding on the dashboard of my car. I want to do. I want to do a little uh, PSA. I want to just do a little plug for one of my favorite CBS shows, Vegas. If you haven't uh, watched the show, watch it this Friday from nine to ten p.m. on CBS. It's the season finale. <gasps> you have to watch the show. If you haven't watched it, watch the season finale. But do me a favor, get a pencil and paper and write an email. To the president of CBS, David Stapp. I'm going to spell the name. His email is David, D-A-V-I-D dot S-T-A-P-F at CBS.com. Write him an email and write the executive director of communications. This woman is in charge uh, of uh, communications for the show Vegas. Jennifer Solari. Jennifer, that's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R dot Solari, S-O-L-A-R-I at CBS. I'll repeat, David, D-A-V-I-D dot staff, S-T-A-P-F at CBS dot com. And Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R dot Solari, S-O-L-A-R-I at CBS dot com. Write them a letter, an email, very nicely put Vegas on the subject line. Tell them this is the best goddamn show that was ever on fucking network TV. Tell them, what the fuck are you doing? Don't use the F word. But what are you doing to keep this show on the air? We need good shows on TV, and this is one of them, okay? Do that. Do that for Nestorius Public Radio. You'll be happy you did it. Trust me on that. All right? All right. You know what one of the counter arguments, though, to the, you know, to saying... If you say, well, we don't want to take their guns, we just want to create a couple more different laws regarding. The problem with that is, and I understand a little bit where they're coming from, is that if you look at the way this our government takes away rights, it's always a little bit, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They don't just come out and once, they, you know. That's the fear. That's the biggest that's fear. That's the fear. They, it's like, a, you know, if you. What rights have they taken away from you? The right to masturbate in public. The right to travel. That's to, one of them. The right to f go in and out of Canada and Mexico without a passport or a government issued ID. The that right tracks to fucking you. take water into a plane when I and, and then have to buy fucking water at the airport. The really, right. Really? Are you really going to give me that? Idea? Yo, I'm serious. That's yeah. all right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, all right. You know this is what. But. But in all fairness, in all fairness, I check the right, the right to uh, um, check uh, it. Uh, getting needing a warrant to tap me, tap check my phone. That's this George W. Bush. Well, uh, I'm pick. saying yeah, is they, they don't they don't do it all at once. They do it little bit, little, little bit, little. little bit. They 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 vaporize under your door. <laughs> you know why? Because you know the whole adage: if you put a frog in boiling water. He'll jump right out. He speaks French. If you put a frog... <laughs> He's like... Bonjour, mon frère. You put the, the hot water on the boiling cycle, please. Lower down the temperature. Lower down the temperature. Oh, this fucking water is hot in here. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Okay, listen, we're going to get off the fucking gun tip because we only have but like six, seven... How much time do we have, Nicky Demas? Keep going, man. Seven minutes? Point? No, get yeah. 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 I love it. Yo, keep that. going, yo. He he's like the guy. He's like the guy. He's like the guy. He's like the guy. That young boy's eyes are bleeding. Big up for Nicodemus. Big up to Nicodemus. Big up to all the motherfuckers in the control room. Big up to skidrollstudios.com. Weapon, big up, big up, big up. He's like the guy on the side of the marathon handing water. Like, keep going, man. Keep going. You got this. We're going to do. Big up to downtown, D-Town Burgers. Big up, D-Town Burgers, D-Apostrophe Town Burgers. 
Big up! Big up 216 West 6th Street in Los Angeles, California, 90014. Big up! Big up to iTunes! Big up to Tyson Center! Big up to Dan Krenzis! Dan Krenzis for bigging us up on the iTunes review board. Big up! Don't forget to review us. Don't forget to put five stars on the iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Go to iTunes. Go on the podcast. Go on the Nestorious Public Radio. Put up the fucking show. Go to subscribe. Download every episode. You will know that you've done something right. Get your vitamins and minerals. Now I'm saying. Support for NPR comes from the Holland Chocolate Foundation, providing chocolates, chocolates on the counters of 7-Elevens. We'll, we'll do another one of those. All right, so what else do we got to fuck around with? We did guns. What, what did we talk about? Guns, did, son. Okay, the last movie I want to talk about, because we, we got Jack McGee for about another five minutes. The last movie I want to talk about is Crash. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. I loved Crash and I and I read that that you uh it was a one day shoot right for you. Right. And it was the the director called you, the director, right? He yes. called you and said, oh, we need you and you were like Paul yeah. Haggis. Paul yeah, Haggis. I had Paul worked Haggis. on a series. He and Bobby Moresco wrote it. Correct. And and he directed it. Yeah. 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 So so and he wanted you to play a pawn shop owner or a gun shop owner. Gun shop owner. Gun shop owner. Yeah. And the scene is the woman is fucking freaking out because I think they broke into her house and she wants to put a new lock on her the, door. The uh, her father uh, in the store somebody broke in. He wants to buy a gun to help defend himself. And he, and she goes into the store and she's asking for all these fucking bullets and shit. Well, she doesn't ask for the bullets, but he's he's. I'm having. Uh, I played a gun shop owner who starts the madness and the anger off because he's uh, he's speaking broken English. He's not sure, and I can't understand him. And I I start off with a pretty racist remark and uh, right. and say to him, uh, oh, "Listen, Osama, uh, why don't you decide what gun you want before it gets dark out?" And that starts the madness off. Right. And uh, I love that- I love that movie. I uh, you mentioned that that movie is about people's fears right and the thing which is true but there are a lot of elements to that movie mm-hmm. one of the mo- one of the elements that i enjoyed it's an la movie right the los angeles movie. unless you've lived in la or come to la or spent some time in la right an la movie right. like uh 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 that uh mike duck was it michael douglas uh uh the fuck was the name of that movie when he goes on a shooting spree Oh, I know yeah, what you're talking right, about. Right, right. Uh, the one um, where he plays the guy that's traffic. He's nuts in traffic. Right. Unless you've been yeah. in L.A., I'll get the name of that movie in a second. Unless you, unless you, know, you live in L.A., LA it doesn't matter. This is another part of town. But in L.A., yeah. traffic is a big fucking part of right. our culture, right. of our daily lives. Right. You know, getting from point A to B, if it normally would take you fucking five minutes, it could take you an hour, right. here, depending right. on what freeway you're on. Well, that's or- because geographically, you have to have a car in L.A. There's pedestrian traffic in big cities. The same stuff could happen. The same personalities, the same people, the same fears. All of that stuff happens in every major and minor city there is in the country. Right, right. People crossing about each other. It wasn't so much about the traffic as much as the crash was the thing about the, that, that, uh, that they, they used the example of there being the crowd, everybody coming together. Right, right. But it's the fear of the cop taking care of uh, Matt Dillon's character, taking care of his dad. He was great. He was wonderful. And you hated him. He was an asshole. Big up to Matt Dillon. Big up to Matt Dillon. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's a terrific Max, guy. And his, bro- and his brother Kevin. I did yes. the doors with him. We right. did a, right. a run on entourage. And, you know, it's, it's all about fear. It's My about favorite fear. line in the movie, I, I believe it was a line, it was a voiceover. It says, uh, I think, or maybe somebody said it. I think people in L.A., uh, we spend so much time in our cars isolated from each other. And I'm paraphrasing that I think people in L.A. crash into each other just to connect with them. <laughs> well, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's yeah. the line. You know, it's a you, come of, you, you come from New York, too. When you come out of your house in New York, I grew up in a building that was 750 people lived in my building, 10 buildings within two blocks. How? You had a, you had pedestrian traffic. You got to... How do you know I come from New York, bro? That's racist. I could tell I was just <laughs> by your French accent. But out here, you have to get in your car to go see Absolutely. your neighbor. Everybody Absolutely. pulls in and out of driveways. What's it's interesting, though, easy. about New York is that you can live in a tenement and never see your fucking neighbor. 
You can. That's a trick. You may, you may never, you may never communicate with them a lot. The little old lady on on the ninth floor, or whatever. But you always see somebody coming in and out of the building. You're dealing with people all the time. You don't have to get in your car to go to get a quart of milk. You right. walk down to the candy store. In your case, the bodega. Right. Passing the bodega, I say suave. All the motherfucking people just say, hey, hey. You want to get a bag of popcorn or the chips? I say, fuck that, nigga. I want some Kool Aid. Jam to the beat. Don't stop. Say what? I'm. Wipe my glasses and blow you a snot Cause I'm coming down from the north side to the left Motherfucker, I used to live on the east coast Now I'm on, I'm on the west Those who live in Brooklyn know just what I'm talking about <laughs> I used to have diabetes But now I'm shouting gout Anyway, what do we got? <laughs> what do we got? We got a couple minutes? Hey, what do we got, Nicodemus? The rain man what do we laugh. got, a couple minutes? The rain man was laughing about that shit I'm just thinking I'm trying to wrap it up in an hour, or, or should we just keep going a little over an hour? I got. I have a car coming for me. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying should we keep it to an hour, or should we go a couple more minutes? I just want to keep it within the format. We're trying to keep the format. We keep the format. Okay. Yo, I use your motherfucking ass like a floor mat. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he's a lyrical, the illest, the motherfucking killist. Don't stop to the jillist. He's got the economical, the ecological, the pollution in the membrane. Say what? He ain't insane. Cause the guns are getting clocked, the glock, the pop, and you don't stop. Yo, I'm just chillin', like Mac Dillon. Still in the game after all these years. I don't have no fears like that movie Crash, cause we're gonna outlast and blast on your monkey ass. Word. One last thing, man. My uh, my paintings, if you're interested, I'm also a visual artist. You can go to my website, Nestorius, N-E-S-T-O-R-I-O-U-S dot com. I'm going to be in an upcoming art show May 18th. It's Saturday, May 18th. Where's that at? That's going to be in uh, East L.A. Orale Vato, eh? So it's called Not We But One. It's a music and art event. It's going to be at the Vex Arts Center, 5240 Alhambra Avenue, L-A-C-A-9-0-0-32. And what's the date on that Hey, again? hey, Saturday, May 18th. It's going to be some jazz music. There's going to be some paintings. If Jackson Town... Is there a website? I'm going to take them. Is there a website? Let me see. I'm not sure if there's a website. No, but my man, uh, um, Omar... Omar is the is the uh, tent maker. Uh, no, Omar is the is the gallery owner, and La Mancha Gallery is uh, is his gallery. So so go uh, go on uh, LaManchaGallery.com and check it out. If not 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 we but one music and art event uh, Saturday May eighteenth. Uh, again, I'll say that address. It's at the Vex V E X Arts. Check it out. Google the Vex. 5240 Alhambra Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90032. Will some of your paintings and artwork, will they be for sale? Oh, yeah. Or these, okay, they'll no, be no. for sale. Bring your checkbooks. Yeah. No, yeah. Everybody bring your checkbooks. I'm pretty sure it's a cash crowd. Yeah. O- Omar Omar Helguin, I believe is his last name. I, I I'm bad with pronunciations, but but the but the shit is it's gonna be pretty dope. You know, it's nice. We eat, we fucking uh we, uh, and you get, to, you get to meet you. You get to meet, yeah. yeah you get to meet Nestorius. You get to meet Nestorius. Shake yeah. some hands. Bring your checkbooks, and please. Who knows? And who knows? Jack McGee may be coming with me. So you Jack never know McGee. who you're going to roll Not with. Not a fucking chance in the world. Anyway, anyway, I think we're, we're about wrapping up the show. Man, this shit went so fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just seems like almost like an hour. Jack, yeah. you're, you're magic. You're magic. I feel like we <laughs> Jack, you're magically delicious. Yeah, baby. Much you know love to Jack McGee. The man Much got love. his start in the movies in Turk 182 with Much my love. grandparents. Unbelievable. You one thing about my grandparents, I didn't get a chance to know them too much, but in the house I grew up in, we had on the wall a ticket, the actual ticket from the March on Washington with Martin Luther King. The, wow. Those same grandparents were at. So that was always cool. It's still to my parents' house to this day. They have the actual like you need to admission get that ticket. Sell, that. sell it? Yeah, it will be sold at uh, Omar. Uh, if you could get us a buyer, Omar, Omar. at Nestor's. Uh, Omar Word him up. No, 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 I'm just going to end it at cha 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 ching Because that's for you, baby Then we're going to say our formal goodbyes 
That's right, motherfucker. Jack McGee, he's going to be in a new pilot. I don't give a fuck what they say. That shit's going to get picked up. Jack McGee is going to be making some chit 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 ching You know what I'm saying? I'm going to see him in New York next week because that's how I am. Prophetic. I'm fucking positive, optimistic, auto, all types of shit. Autistic. You have a website, Jack? No, I don't have a website. Who's your representation? I'm represented by uh, APA and Karen Semler Entertainment. Um, in Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills. Google that shit. You want to hire Jack, man? Call his agent and fucking make something happen. You can check me out, NestorRodriguez.com. You can check out my paintings out at Nestorius.com. You can check me out on Facebook, Nestorius. And you can follow me on Twitter, NestoriusNYC. What's up with you, Simon? Yo, Simon Kaufman, the Emerald City Kid, the Golden boy the man you need to read about at the judah monk comedian simon kaufman facebook some shit black slash what the fuck simon www that's three w's simon kaufman.com check me out book me if you got a comedy club owner fucking book my ass i'm trying to pay rent bitch i'll make everybody fucking laugh i don't ever leave a crowd unwrecked i'll wreck any fucking crowd any mic any stage any night any light rock it to the top don't stop with the cock I'll clock, fucking you know, chill and ill and pop. I'll do stand-up comedy in an underground parking lot, MC battle rap style while Koreans wave dollar bills in the air. I'm fucking hilarious. Fuck that shit. Book me. And don't forget everybody out there that support for NPR comes from the parking lot across from the studios, providing parking last minute because we were late. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Talking shit, so y'all gotta like, you know, encourage me the whole way long.